didn't see you there. And welcome to another edition of Crenshaw Corner. As always, I am Sanchez Crenshaw. I am joined by the most joyous woman that I know. What's up? What's going on, people? This is Angela Crenshaw. What is going on, family? What is going on? Stop, family, first of all, my wife. <laughs> Go ahead. my wife, family. First of all, stop giving me that look because... What look am I giving you? The look, like, I didn't know it was my turn to go because you... you How was it not... Because okay. sometimes you'll say, my beautiful, lovely wife, of course, thank you, and then you'll say something else behind that, and I didn't know. You didn't give me a cue, so I, I, that's why there was a moment of silence because okay, I didn't know what so to do. the adjective to describe you, which I always do, and right. the pause... <laughs> that didn't say that didn't trigger you to say no, hey it wasn't like turn. the normal pause though babe so it wasn't like the pause like and i come right in anyway what's going on family what is happening how y'all doing happy friday but a pause is a pause we, we back we back to that you got house thingy thingy things to do the house thingy thingy yes to do? you have the house thingy things to do the house yeah that right there that right there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right family so first of all welcome uh, we thank you for listening to us. For our returning family members, thank you so much with our utmost gratitude. And thank you, guys. We just love you guys and thank you for taking this journey with us. Thank you. For those who are new to Crenshaw Corner. Welcome. Yeah, welcome and this is us. This is us. This is what you're going to get. So. Our therapy session. <laughs> welcome aboard. Um, we consider the ourselves. Boat. Seriously? Okay, sorry. The love boat is what we're going to do right now. welcome aboard. So we consider ourselves an interactive <laughs> podcast. Here's what that means. You can find us on the socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, all is going to be Crenshaw Corner. And then we are, we have an email address, people. What is it? It's thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. Did you lose? What ha- Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I, what happened? Did you not? What? What? There was that was weird what was that i had a momentary lapse of judgment i really forgot where i was for a moment i kind of really forgot we were doing this podcast for like half a second in the chair i kind of microphone in front of you yeah i kind of really forgot two monitors you ain't got to tell people my setup and a whole system and you forgot and headsets on your head i'm just saying you forgot where you were i really forgot for a moment okay where did you think you were don't even know don't even know are you sleeping no not really Okay. No, nah, I'm you, tired, but I'm not sleepy. Tired? Okay. No, nah, it's been a rather long day, but it has. I'm okay. not sleepy. All right, but carry so on. We have an email address. It's thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. You sound more confident. Once again, thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. And we would love for you to take the time to email us. Please uh, do. Give us your thoughts. Give us your concerns. Give us your feedback. Yeah. If there's a topic that you would like us to try to tackle, um, that you would like our perspective on, because this is really nothing but our perspective That's on our life. That's our perspective and what we've been through. And what we've been through. Our experiences. Our experience. Yeah. Um, what we're growing through. Growing through. Definitely you know, growing through. Because the older we get, we've learned that we don't go through anything. But we grow, grow. through a lot of things. We grow. We've grown. We've grown. I'm about six feet tall right now. What we're not going to do is lie to the people. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm growing. That. We're not going to lie to the family. So then what way are you? Hmm. I'm okay. growing. Okay, baby, you're growing. Thank you. I'm 5'2". Once again, we're not going to lie to the people. I am 5'2". Look, because your doctor love you. No, she does love me, though. I love Dr. Culpepper. To, and she keep wanting to boost your... No, she's not. She's <laughs> your not. Your self-esteem. I am 5'2". Anybody who knows me know I'm 5'2". You are the height of a smurf. Oh, you a hater. You are three apples high. You a hater. So, let me just say this. What we Remember saying? last time we were here and we asked... Hey, can someone please tell us what is the whole thing about this toilet paper issue? We did. We did the so last episode. So someone sent us something. Oh, beautiful. Amber. Hey, Amber. So, hey, Amber. And she sent us something and said this because this would be the first time they ever ate their own food. This would be the first time they ever ate their own food. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Toilet paper, babe. Their own food. Really, babe? I'm lost. This is the first time they ate their own. A lot of people are going to be eating their own cooking, their own food. Oh. So they're going to be in the bathroom a lot. Got you. Oh, my God. Amber, that went over his head. It was so good, Amber. Thank you. It went so far over my head. How, though? That made sense. Okay, let's go with that. 
Well, thanks for the. I, I, I chose the answer because yeah. people have answered that question. Yes. I chose that one because I thought it would be witty and funny, but you didn't get it. Um. Yeah, I got it. No, you didn't. It was like a grenade. It was just a delayed reaction. <laughs> Later for you, dude. So, Carry on. So, <laughs> thank so, you, Amber. Thank you, Amber. We love you. We love you. So, family, here's what's going to happen. So, for those who have been with us along this journey, you know that we are currently in a series. Uh, mm-hmm. We are in a self-care series. Self-care, people. So, uh, the first episode uh, uh, that we did, uh, which is roughly uh. about two weeks ago. Was it two weeks, babe? Roughly about, I think it was two weeks ago. We do it every Friday. Yeah, this is about two weeks ago. Two Fridays ago. Wait. When we first started? Yeah, when we first Oh, started. I thought, okay. Ooh. Wow, follow follow me. Follow, follow, follow me. I feel like singing all day. Wow. So, we started a series about two weeks ago. The initial episode um, we did were just kind of giving an, a broad overview right. of self-care. Mm-hmm. And once again, we're not going to go into the full details Go back and listen to that episode. Please go back and listen. We think it's a good episode. If you're not caught up, you need to be caught up. Go back come and listen on, to Come on, come on. Catch up. Catch up. So the first episode was on the general broad scope of self-care. Right. Um, the second episode, which was last week, we nope. touched on. Nope. Actually, it's been three, three weeks. weeks. Yes, it has. Thank you. It's been three weeks. Yes. I saw you married me. Yeah. So three weeks ago, we did the self-care episode. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks ago, we did the first facet of self-care which physical. was physical self-care physical let's get physical okay i'm gonna sing of that part we're gonna do this again. let's get physical let's get okay i'm sorry okay i'm sorry a week i'm ago. not gonna sing i'm not gonna sing no more. i'm so sorry okay i'm for real i'm serious now go ahead a week ago we did intellectual self-care we did and so angela and- Yes. I'm sorry, go ahead. You about to And guys, that. thank you. We got a lot of people telling us what books they read. Some books I've even never heard of before. So shout out to you guys for sending us new books that we never heard before. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We thank you, family. We thank you. And then last week was intellectual self-care. Mm-hmm. Yes. About the books. About the books. So, Angela, what is this week's? What what facet of self-care are we touching on today? Okay. Before you do that, I wanted to get a shout out to Kenyatta because she's the one person that said, thank you, Kenyatta, because she put out some books that I never heard of. I'm not going to say them now. You have to read the reviews. Hey, Kenyatta. But she sent us some books I never heard of. So thank you, Kenyatta. We appreciate it, girl. Thank you, boo. We love you too, Kenyatta. We love you, babe. Um, So we doing, we all over the place again. It's so early in the game. It is. Once Was again. it me? It's you. It's always you. It's never me. <laughs> okay. So just know that it's never me. It's always you. Okay. So ask me a question again. Let's go. Let's be serious. So we are. Doing, Use your voice. So we are in. Mm-hmm. Self care. We are. We're on the third facet of self care. Come on now. What is the third facet of self care? The third facet is emotion. I can't do that. Emotional self care. I tried. I felt like I wanted to go. Like a Price is Right. Come on down. Right. When you said that, and then I went. You know. Wanted to do the voiceover. It is self care. This week will be emotional self care. Like it? Wow. Family, we are kind of off the rails already. I don't know. I can't promise you what this episode is going to be. It's going to be good. Um, it's going to be some information in there somewhere. You may have yeah. to dig for it. Um, this episode, Did you say you have to dig for it? You have to dig for it. <laughs> you might want to get pen and paper for this, though. Come I'm on. I'm just saying. This episode, you may want to treat this like, like mining for gold. <laughs> you may have to shuffle through some things. And some sift. You may have to sift through some things to actually find To get the these nuggets. nuggets. To get these nuggets today. But I promise you the nugget's going to be there. It's going to be there. Let's, let's go for it. So, so what is emotional self-care? Okay. Emotional self-care is when you become more in tune with your emotions and with your feelings. That's the gist of the whole thing right there. Is that the gist of it? That's the gist of it. Are you in tune with your emotions? Yes. Are you? More so than before. <laughs> Explain. Be- no, I am. I know what triggers me. What I do, what I, what I found out is that I'm an emotional eater. Are you? What yes. Is- okay, so for the family members who may not truly understand that concept what do you mean that you're an emotional when eater? i'm stressed when i'm agitated and aggravated i go for some cape cod chips i have to if i'm and i'm and i'm gonna overeat them where i the whole bag because i'm frustrated and aggravated or if i'm frustrated and aggravated i'm in that refrigerator about 15 times because i'm emotionally because my emotions are all over the place and i'm thinking that crunch will satisfy it right so so that's what what i mean by i'm an emotional eater Oh my God! So you didn't pull it out? Okay, 
And here goes the dictionary. Go ahead, Sanchez. No, I'm just no, saying. No, go ahead, Sanchez. So. Because every time you ask me what a meaning is, and I tell you, you pull out something and look it up. So go ahead. What you got? Emotion. It's a noun. Really? A natural instinctive state of mm-hmm. mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relations with others. Mm-hmm. Once again, emotion. Now, a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, <laughs> mood, or relationship with others. Yo, did you say noun? Really? It's a noun. Oh, okay. I, I, I guarantee you there's some member of our family. Because there's, there's words you've heard all your life. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. But you've never actually taken the time to find out what the true definition of that word is. Okay. There's a lot of words that we use on a daily basis that we know the concept of the word. Right. We know the gist of the word. Uh-huh. But we don't know the true definition of what the Webster's definition of what the word is. So now that you've done that, how does that incorporate itself with what emotional self-care is? Nope. Put it down. It's a pop quiz, bro. Oh. Put it down. You done read it now. Let's go. Okay. Because... And the part that nobody likes to talk about sometimes, mm-hmm. once again, your emotions are geared towards your current situation. Always. Your current circumstance. Mm-hmm. So if you're going through a good circumstance, your emotions are going to be high. You're going to be happy. You're going to be, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be joyous. You're going to be on cl- the old terminal. You're going to be on cloud, cloud nine. nine. I know he's going to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going through something good, if you're going through something bad, then your emotions are going to be down. You're going to be more depressed. You're going to be more angry. You're going to be more um, secluded. You're not going to be one. You're not going to really want to bother with people. More emotional eater. More emotional eater. eater. Um, if you're going through, let's say, a death, mm-hmm. then you're going to be more. You're going to be more to yourself, isolated. To yourself, more isolated. Yeah. More of the. And this is general, God. This is yeah. guys. It's not. I said God. <laughs> this is not everybody but we're talking about generally this is normally what happens normally normally what happens yeah so talking about emotional self-care mm-hmm. what i'm hearing you saying if if i'm wrong correct me mm-hmm. emotional self-care is learning how to balance mm-hmm. those emotions where your situation and your circumstance is not so much dictating your emotional state and also knowing that what triggers it you got to know what triggers you and also knowing your stress level. I think sometimes we um, become stressful because we don't know our stress levels. Because once you know your stress level, certain things you won't go into. like Because right. you know that that's a trigger or you know that that's going to make you stressful. So once you know those your stress level, you kind of know that. That's kind of like a, a dangerous stranger kind of <laughs> dangerous stranger. <laughs> kind of like a signal to yourself. <laughs> It's kind of like a signal to yourself that that may not be what you want to do at this time because it's going to bring your anxiety and your stress up. No, okay, Sanchez, what I you got to say? Go ahead, because you just kept laughing. No, I get you. Just No, why are you laughing my danger stranger? I love Or is you. it stranger danger? Stranger danger. Is it stranger danger? Stranger danger. I like danger stranger. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. This is a judge-free zone, family, so I hope nobody's writing down and going, O-M-G. So. Yes. All right. So I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what just happened. Okay, so listen. Talk to me. What triggers you to be stressful? Triggers. That's triggers. So that word kind of just came to our lexicon in that type of context. Last really within the last three, four years. I'm sorry. Hold it. <laughs> yes. You're killing me. What happened? What happened? Do, do I need? <laughs> What's going on? Why do I always have to use a dictionary to talk to you? Bruh, what did you just say? What I said was (laughs) the word triggered. Okay. The way that you're using it. Right. Came to the forefront of our society. Right. The way in that particular context. Right. Really within the last three to four years. I need you to lead with that. Don't be. That's what I said. Say what you originally said. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Come on, dictionary. Say what you originally said. I will not. (laughs) I will not. You're bullying me right now. I'm not bullying you. I'm being bullied. It's not peer pressure. I'm I'm just asking you. not bullying you. I'm being bullied. No. No. I just... It was beautiful. The way it just rolls off of you sometimes. It's amazing. So carry on. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyway. I'm, I'm 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 attentive. It's when we started... Paying more attention to those particular things, as Mm -hmm. you say, the triggers. The triggers. The what got me to this point. Right. What got me angry? Mm -hmm. What got me upset? What got me 
emotionally wanting to eat, what got me depressed, mm-hmm. um, learning what those things are. Okay. Once you learn what that is, mm-hmm. then you're better to control that situation, control that environment. And knowledge is power. Even knowledge if you can't control it at the time, because I think that's a process. Right. But I think knowledge is knowledge is power, and you know. So it's kind of like I said, stranger danger. Danger, you said danger, stranger. But you want me to say stranger, danger? You say whatever makes you happy. <laughs> stranger, danger. It's kind of like you know that that's dangerous. It's, you're going into a strange area that in an in a, in a area that has triggered you before and right. you don't want to go back. So I think that that's what it is. So Also, I think it's going back to what we've learned a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Stove is hot. Don't touch it. Right. Fire's hot. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. You know, we learned those concepts as, as a child. Yeah. And I think as we get older, mm-hmm. we kind of forget that. And what I mean by that is okay. that the kind of the proverbial stove, that relationship, that toxic relationship, mm-hmm. that toxic conversation. Right. Um, that toxic conversation that you have not only with someone else, but you have with yourself. Yeah. I was going to touch on that, but go ahead. Go for it. Because we we're good for having that conversation of. You know, I'm not good enough or, you know, I'll never be. Um, I know there's a lot of members of our family. And when I'm talking about our family, I mean our listening family. Yeah. Our family. Our family. Our family in general. That spends a lot of time having that conversation with Mm -hmm. themselves saying, I will never. Right. They start a lot of personal conversations with, I will never. Mm -hmm. And then input whatever you want to in there. Right. And what happens is that that stunts. Your emotional growth. Yeah. And I think that's a part that we don't like talking about either. That a lot of us, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking for myself as well. Okay. At some point in our life, our emotional growth got stunted. Okay. Something happened, which entails we're not able to actually fully grasp that emotional self-care because physically we're an adult, Mm -hmm. but emotionally we're still an adolescent. We're still a toddler. Whatever age you were when your your emotional stunt, your emotional growth got stunted, mm-hmm. you tend to stay there. Yeah. And I think that's where one of the things as far as self-care is concerned when it comes to emotional is to be able to change your inner speaking voice or your 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 inner thoughts or how right. you speak to yourself. And I think that's one of the one thing that we have to do when we talk about emotional self care before we get into all anything else is how do we speak to ourselves. Right. And I think like you said, sometimes we're so caught up in what someone said to us, how our emotions were at twelve years old and we couldn't get past it. So of course like you said we grew up but it still stunted our growth at 12 because it wrecked our emotions. It made us feel that way. So whenever we hear someone say that word or, or, or say the same thing that someone said as an adult and, and you heard it before in your childhood when you were 12, whatever, it triggers these emotions in you that can totally be crazy. Or, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. No, I so. do. Now, also. I know there's someone out there listening who has the papers to back up what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, they've been to school, (laughs) they're a therapist, they're a, um, they're a counselor. So if anything I'm about to say in this context is incorrect, please email me, please Facebook me, let me know I'm wrong. Let us know. But as someone who is not a therapist, but someone who has been through therapy. Okay. At many different aspects of my life. All right. True, um, true, and true. And at this stage, I'm not ashamed to admit that. That's right. Um, early on in my life, things happened that caused me to have to um, actually go through therapy throughout multiple times. I think people need to go to therapy. They do. We're going to touch on that before touch this on whole that thing later. ends as yeah, well. Yeah. So make a note. We need to touch on that. Touch on therapy. Touch on therapy. <laughs> um, and we're going to say, once again, people, we are not a, we are not therapists. We're not licensed. We're not trained. This is not your therapy session. This is our ours. <laughs> but and we it, get to do it for free. We get to do it's it for free. free. Um, one of the things that they do or therapists do or, or a therapy session will do. And when it first started happening at that age, I really didn't understand it mm-hmm. is that they take you back to take you, to bring you forward. Mm-hmm. And do. what I mean by that, they, they go through your childhood. They mm-hmm. go through your relationship with your parents, your relationships. If you have siblings, your relationships with your grandparents, your yeah. relationships with those closest to you. Mm-hmm. And they take you along a journey of where you started and bring you through where you currently are. And I never really kind of understood why they did that. 
until it it kind of had an epiphany of myself and i realized the reason they do that is that one of the things they're trying to determine at one point did you stop mm-hmm. and here's what i mean by that because to get to the point of needing therapy and it's not a bad thing it's a great thing to be honest men if you're listening the men that are listening to me therapy does not mean you're weak having to sit down and talk to somebody and open up and being vulnerable it does not make you weak mm-hmm. actually it takes more strength to open up and be vulnerable yeah than it does to keep everything in but that's a conversation for another day mm-hmm. but what they do the reason they take you back to bring you forward is because they have to find the point in your life mm-hmm. where you stopped emotionally growing Mm. because when you're in a good relationship when you're when you're being nurtured when you're being loved when you're being um taught the proper way then your body your mind and your soul all grows Mm -hmm. but what happens is that at some point when things go wrong your body continues to grow but yet your emotions don't Mm -hmm. so you become an 18 year old you become an 18 year old but emotionally you're three or emotionally you're four or you're eight or whatever, whatever, whenever that happens. Right. So they take you back to find out what was that stopping point? Mm -hmm. What age, what event, what happened that had you emotionally stunned? Mm -hmm. So they can break you through that so they can help you grow. So emotionally you can start growing and your emotional age can start matching your chronological age. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You come on. Well, let me snap. Y'all better, y'all better snap, people. I go. hit snaps as we snap. Y'all know he intellectual. He deep. He be deep. No, but seriously, that is that is actually true. That's why learning how to quiet your inner chatter, um, your inner, not even your inner chatter, but your inner critic. Because I think that we talk about, oh, we got haters and you got all of that. But to be honest, the most hardest person on ourselves or on us is us right so i think so so i think again one of the best things for emotional self-care number one for me for me i think we both is how you speak to yourself to quiet your inner critic right so i think that's one um and most people like well how do you do that just like put some negative take some negative out and put some positive in a lot of affirmation affirming yourselves changing whatever that negative and affirming who you are i think that's another way for for emotional self-care so what for you here's a question i'm an emotional eater right right so do you have any triggers like do you have anything that will trigger you to do something or do you have any triggers what triggers you um yes before i touch on that though let me touch on something you just said i listeners if you don't take anything away from this conversation and this may not apply to everyone but i promise you to somebody listening it applies to mm-hmm Honest criticism is not hate. Don't get the two confused. Mm-hmm. Because in this in this day and age... Don't we love saying we got haters? We love saying we have haters. Mm-hmm. We love saying people hating on me and everybody's... We love saying mm-hmm. that. When a lot of the times, it's just simply them giving you honest criticism. Mm-hmm. Don't get the two confused. But to answer your question, um, I do have triggers. Okay. Um, I am an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... I'm a, but mine is not like your chips. Mm-hmm. I'm sweets. You candy. I'm candy. I'm ice cream. My 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 jam. My thing to do. Your who? My jam. Your jam. My jam. Come on now. My thing to do is that you always know there's an issue with me because mm-hmm. I go to the supermarket. I always do the same thing. I already know what you're gonna say. I go to the supermarket. I buy a blackberry cobbler. cobbler. Mm-hmm. And I buy a pint of ice cream. Ice cream. Mm-hmm. Typically, um, Briars butter pecan. Mm-hmm. And I come home, and I bake my cobbler, and I eat the entire cobbler mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. And typically, if I do that, you know there's something going it's on. Something. But, but it's the two things I do. I'm an emotional eater, and I'm a shutter downer. Mm-hmm. What? A, I'm a shutter downer. A shutter downer. <laughs> yeah, when I get triggered, because a lot of the times and. I've always said this, and my wife always gets mad when I do, but typically I only have two emotions, anger and anger. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the, typically the only two emotions Whatever, I deal with. Whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. I've gotten better. I've grown. Mm-hmm. But if something goes wrong, if I'm, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling agitated, mm-hmm. um, if I'm feeling depressed, then I shut down. Yeah. I, I tune out the world. 
I put I put headphones mm-hmm. in. Um, I listen to random stuff or I'll watch random stuff on YouTube and I just do my best to tune out the world, mm-hmm. which is not a good thing. It's not. I But I become more introverted mm-hmm. and I go into a shell. Right. And a lot of the times it's hard to get me out of, you know, you can contest to this. Yeah. But once I'm in my shell, it's so hard sometimes to get me out of it. So what do you use for your emotional self-care? What do you do? What do you do? What do you use? For me, I had to... And we're going to quote my beloved pastor for a moment. Um, Our pastor did a series some years ago, call it um, The Chatterbox. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually wrote a book on The Chatterbox as well. Crash The Chatterbox. My goodness. Um, My biggest thing is that it's my internal dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's It's your inner critic. It's my inner critic. Yeah. No one can tell me anything about Sanchez DeMond Crenshaw Mm -hmm. that I haven't already told myself. Right. On a constant basis. Okay. So for me... It's always that inner dialogue. So for me, what I have to do for my own emotional Mm self-care is that I have to drown out myself Mm -hmm. a lot of the times. Right. I have to for every I have to combat myself. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing about me. Like tennis. Kind of like tennis. I was going to use more like debate. Okay. Um, I have to do a lot of debating with myself. Okay. So for every point that the negative side of because I'm a geek, I'll do it this way. For the light and the dark side. Mm-hmm. So for the light side of the force and the dark side of the force. There you go. I'm just saying. <laughs> so part of me is a Jedi mm-hmm. and part of me is a Sith. Okay. So every time that Sith tells me that I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. every time that Sith tells me that I will never measure up, that you're not a good husband, you're mm-hmm. every time they give me that from the mm-hmm. dark side, then I have to counter that with the light side of the force. Mm-hmm. I have to say, but you are this. You are a great husband. Right. You are a great father. Absolutely. And I, every time, so for my emotional self-care, it's kind of like you said, it's always a constant tennis match. Okay. For visual people, imagine Luke Skywalker. Really? Darth Vader. Did you just do that? Having a tennis match. Oh, oh, and they're having a tennis they're match. They're having a tennis match. Okay, okay that's a visual carry And that's on. basically what my mind looks like. Okay. It's that serve, that volley. Every once in a while, Darth hit an ace. Mm-hmm. And I'll fall into that trap and I'll fall into that depression. Right. And I'll fall into that, that shell. Mm-hmm. And then Luke has to battle back. Yeah. And he's down, he's down, you know, three sets. And then he has to come and battle back and, and dig deep. And that's what it looks like for me. But in order, but this is the thing, in order to do that, then you also, like we told everybody else, is that, but you know your triggers then. I know my triggers. You know your triggers. I know my triggers. You know what's going to stress you out. Yep. And that's, I think, what we're trying to tell you guys is, 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 it sounds easy, it's a little bit complicated, but it's doable. Okay, it's a lot complicated. <laughs> but, it, but it is doable. But it is doable. So the first thing for emotional self-care, we're saying is to... Basically, quiet your inner critic. We're saying, um, watch how you speak to yourself. Okay. We're saying, check your stress level and check what strength. Okay, back up. Check your stress level. We didn't talk about that yet, but find out what triggers your stress. You're not getting off that easy, though. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hey. Hey, player. Do you know your triggers? Heck yeah. At what point did you figure out what your triggers were? And... (sighs) How did you figure out what your triggers were? I think for me, um, I knew my triggers a long time ago. I'm easily, that's why I, that's why I choose joy because for a long time I was an angry person. I was an angry kid. Um, um, but no one ever saw that in me. That's what I knew that. So in order for me not to lash out, to fight you, to beat you up or whatever, I had to choose joy. So I always chose to be happy. Always chose to be joyful. I always because I knew it would trigger me, and I was always very scared of what would happen. That other side. That other side what of me. That other side. That other side like, of me. Because I've yeah. seen the other side of me before, and that put me in a place. You know, when I was younger, had to go away. Um, yeah. You know, for just a few minutes. It wasn't a long time, but for a few minutes. So I know, I never wanted to do that again. And then I had kids. You know, I had kids very young. We both had kids very young. Yeah. You know, and so. Is that what I want to show them, you know? And so I had to know. So things that would trigger me is I don't, I don't do well with people talking at me or, 
or I don't do well arguing. Right. That triggers something in me. You know, we're not arguers. We can't. We don't argue. We don't even argue with each other because we're both the same person and it yeah. may become crazy because we're both vicious people. Like we're, you know, as so we don't argue. And I know too much chatter, too much me going back and forth with you. Yeah, too much. That stresses me out because yeah. I feel like I'm going to choke you out. Forgive rather, me, family. Yeah, we've so, just been honest. Family. Just being honest. The, I can't do it. We are we are Christians. We yes, believe we in, love God. We love God. We love Jesus. Jesus Christ, yes. Um, we are true believers that Jesus Christ died for our sins and is our yes, Savior. Yes, we do. We, we do not uh, make any bones about that, and we're not embarrassed to, to say that. And, but we're not going to be hypocritical. We're, we're not, not going to be, be and we're going to not be honest. Um, we have tendencies like that. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are the same when it comes to that. We're yeah. not going to do a lot of back and forth. Th- I'm not going to do it. Because we're going to just lay hands, hands on you. <laughs> I'm just going to lay hands on you. My wife and I are, are, are part of the lay hand ministry. Lay hand ministry. <laughs> we are. And because it's, it's just too much back it, and it's forth. It's too much. And that triggers me. We can't take it. I can't do it. So I know that if I'm in a situation where I'm going to go back and forth with somebody, I'm going to remove myself. I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to breathe. And I'm going to choose joy. Anybody who know me growing up, can tell you that I am a totally different person, you know, than who I was younger because I didn't have a problem laying hands on you. We just going to see what it's going to be. But I knew that those things would, people could trigger me that way. And I think that as I grew up, people knew that that was a trigger for me. And so I had to change that dynamic. So that's what, that was a trigger for me too much talking, too much mouth, too much going back and forth. I don't like that. Um, Was there an event in your life that mm -hmm. forced you to have to recognize what your triggers are? Because I, I, I know that was one for me, but I'm just curious. So not not a general, uh-huh. but a, an actual event that happened mm. or occurred that said, you know what? I have to figure out what gets me to this point. What makes me aggravated and frustrated. Yeah. Do you have an event? I have so many events until, but not, I don't, I can't remember one event. Right. To be honest, I just remember that they're all these events, but they were the same. Okay. If that makes sense. Right. And b- those are the ones that, that trigger me. Like I said, that, that mouthy one to argue and go back and forth. I can't handle that. And also what triggers me to be an emotional eater is if something um, doesn't go my way and I'm trying really hard mm-hmm. to make it go my way or try to control it, basically, or and it doesn't and I can't get it to work and I get frustrated, I want to eat at that point. I need something to soothe me. I need something to bring me down before I break a computer or before, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just I'm just. <laughs> oh, be- we had that moment today, people. <laughs> we did. Oh, family, we had that moment yeah, today. Yeah, the computer worked my nerves to the point oh, my yeah. husband had to stop, lay hands, and pray over his wife. So I know, so, but, but as you know, when that was happening to me, I knew to sit back. I knew it was triggering me to be angry. It was triggering me to be frustrated about something I can't even change as a computer. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a system, you know? So I had to sit back and go, oh, I choose joy. So that's why I choose joy. No matter what I do, I choose joy. I just don't want that part of me to be out there, you know? So for me, mm-hmm. I know it started the event. Okay. Because it still took me years. To mm-hmm. fully grasp mm-hmm. the concept of understanding what got me to a particular point. Okay. But I know what started what started me on the road. The domino effect. The domino what started me on the road mm-hmm. to understanding and realize I have to get control over this. Right. I have to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget. Um, it was a random like Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually in middle school. Mm-hmm. Then it was called junior high. I don't know why they changed it to middle school. But what anyway, that is. I think I just aged myself with that. You did. But I was in junior high mm-hmm. and I was walking through the halls mm-hmm. and this random little kid and mm-hmm. he wasn't, well, to me, he was little cause even You're tall. In, I was tall in, in middle school. So I was kind of tall. And anyway, so this random guy, I don't even think I knew the person. Mm-hmm. I just, I grabbed him and I literally put him in a chokehold mm-hmm. and I did not let go. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a play, play chokehold. It wasn't like, oh, a grabbing. It was like a true UFC cage match trying to end the fight mm-hmm. type chokehold. Right. And like the dude pat almost passed out and it took like grown, it took like grown teachers to pull us apart. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in, of course, they had to call my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go home after that. I Mama couldn't stay. Li- Mama Linda. They had to call my She don't play. She really don't. I'm scared of her to this day. <laughs> um, 
But we're sitting in, and I'll never forget, Dr. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Dr. Lewis was the principal um, of my middle school at the time. Mm-hmm. Cool guy. Really cool guy. Right. Always dressed well. Suspenders, tie. Really cool old dude. Right. And we were sitting in his office. And, of course, they started asking the question mm-hmm. of what happened. How did we get here? Right. And... Someone, I can't remember whether it was my mother or Dr. Lewis, but they one of them made the comment that you know you could have killed this kid. Mm-hmm. And my honest initial reaction to that was, mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's how I knew I got to figure this thing out. Right. Because the road I was going. Right. And family, don't misunderstand. We are not the baddest people in the world. No. We are we are not Bonnie and Clyde. We just we are, telling you where we are. Where we were. Where we were. were. Yeah. And in, there's no justification, but during that time of my life, a lot happened that got me to that point. Right. But, and I sat there, and as a adolescent teen, mm-hmm. and earnestly from my heart, I really did not care mm-hmm. whether that kid lived or died. Or whether I took that kid's life or not. At that point, I did not care. Right. And I knew that if I did not get that anger under control. Right. And if I did not figure out, because I knew the, I knew somewhat the cause of it. Right. But the extent of the anger, the the depth depth of of the the anger. anger, Right, right, right. Is what I had to grasp and figure out what keeps bringing this much anger. Right. To the surface. Right. And so I went on a very long journey. Right. At that point, trying to figure out, okay, what is this anger really about? Mm-hmm. How do we get this much anger at such a young age? Right. Why are we carrying this much anger? Right. And honestly, that's what started me on my road to um, actually um, therapy and Healing. counseling. Um, because at that point, at a very young age, that was the first time I actually got committed. Right. Um, and when I say committed, um, I have... a there's a lot of people in my life that has no idea what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, but at two different points throughout my life, mm-hmm. I was actually committed to a mental hospital. You were. Um, actually, at three points throughout my it's life. actually three. It was three. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the age of, I want to say I was maybe 12, mm-hmm. maybe 13 the first time. Okay. Um, that's when the event with the young man at school happened. Yes. I, I got committed then. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a couple of years after that, mm-hmm. um, I was committed again. Um, still dealing with a lot of anger still right. at that time. Um, my anger developed. And the reason I'm having this conversation with you families is that you have to understand what emotional hurting, emotional stunting, stunting will, do. will do to you. Yeah, will do. So I went from that point to, because I did not want to hurt anybody. Right. Um, I did, I, I couldn't have that live with my conscience. Right. Knowing that I actually hurt somebody in that way. Right. So I went inward. Mm-hmm. And it was a combination of not wanting to hurt somebody mm-hmm. and then wanting to feel something. something. I became a cutter. Right. Um, so really from about the age of 13 to really about 17 or 18. You were a cutter. I was a cutter. Mm-hmm. And for those who are not familiar with that concept is literally what it sounds, sounds like. Mm-hmm. You take a sharp object and you cut a part of your body. Right. Um, typical cutters will typically be around the arm area. Some cutters are doing their legs. Yeah. Um, but just so they can feel something. Just so, because for the longest time I was numb. Yeah. And if I wasn't angry, I didn't feel anything. Right. So I cut. Right. Um, I used everything from a razor blade mm-hmm. to a broken bottle, mm-hmm. um, glass. just glass, yeah. cut up, um, cut up uh, cans, aluminum mm-hmm. cans, and I would cut myself. Yeah. And it would, at least for that moment, I would feel something. something. Exactly. To know that you were human. To know I was human. That you knew you was human, that you wasn't a, some type of cyborg or some unfeeling human being who didn't care. Yeah. And right. Then, exactly. And then I got through that. Um, by that time, I, I'm i not going to say I got through it. I'm going to say I learned how to, to I learned deal, how to deal, deal and learn how to bury it. Bury better. it. Yeah. I yeah. learned how to hide. Hide your real emotions. I learned how to hide, hide. my emotions. Yeah. And so... Like I learned how to eat my emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, so I, I moved on. I grew up. I, I had a child. Um, then I got married. Hello, America. Not you. Oh, that's right. The first wife. The first wife. I felt, you know, I forgot. 
Yeah. I was like, hello, America. And then I got <laughs> hello, married. Hello, family. Um, I got into a marriage that I never should have got into. Um, she was a wonderful young lady. She just wasn't a wonderful young lady for me. Right. Um, it was it was not, she didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, she was not a bad person. Mm-hmm. It was just her and I should not have been together in that manner. Mm-hmm. We worked beautifully as, as friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Could, we even worked well as dating. Right. But husband and wife, that's something we never should have been. Right. So I got into that relationship, got out of that relationship. Soon after that, well, about a year or so after that. Almost two years. Two I years. met. That's when you came into the picture. Yeah. Twenty years later. Did you hear like theme music when I came? Yeah. The picture? I like, heard theme, theme music. Yeah, thank you. And what you was would, my theme music though? Huh? What was my theme music? Wonder Woman. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. Uh, uh. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, but then, <laughs> you know, and once again, wonderful woman came into my life. God fearing woman, woman that loved me, loved my daughter as, as though she was hers. Everything I've ever asked for when it comes to a companion to come to a spouse. But I did not, I still wasn't dealing well with my emotional, yeah. Uh, my emotions, I still would, I still would bury them. Mm-hmm. I still would hold them inside. Um, yeah. I could never truly be happy mm-hmm. because I was always looking for that second, that the proverbial shoe to drop. Yeah. Because it was always, okay, it's only going to be good for so long. Something has to that, match this something up. Has something to has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Even when it was going well and nothing was happening, I found myself sabotaging it, mm. which led to once again. So throughout our marriage, I started cutting again. He did. Um, and it was nothing that Andrew was doing. Um, if we if we were going through something or something outside happened or if we were going through something with our, our child's mother at the time, mm-hmm. or you know, I, I couldn't deal. Right. I did too I, much. It was too much. Too much. And so I started cutting again. You did. And then I was in a job. Where that was my first experience. I had, I'm not trying to be like I'm under a rock or anything like that, but I had never dealt with that. Never heard of it. Never even knew about it, to be honest, until you. And then I was like, okay, now what, what are we doing? And until you got better and explained it to me. And then yeah. I was like, wow, where you were cutting, I was, I was eating, right, gaining weight and eating. You know, eating my issues, eating my my emotions, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And then so and then I got into a job, was doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, moving up in the company, have been with the company mm-hmm. for about five or six years and yeah. um, multiple different promotions and moving up mm-hmm. throughout the company yes. and taking over departments. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who from the outside looking in, mm-hmm. I had a wonderful life. Yeah. Um, I had a wife that loved me. I had wonderful kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we traveled. I, we were traveling. Mm, yeah. Um, making decent money. I'm kind of doing whatever we wanted to do. You know, we were not rich, but we were okay. We were okay. We were okay. We had money in the bank. We could move around the earth where we wanted to move. Yeah. But I was miserable. Yeah. I was stressed because in my mind, it was all going to crumble down and mm-hmm. it was going to be my fault. Right. This this whole house of cards. Yeah, this this what we're doing. What we're doing, doing. is gonna is gonna crumble and it's gonna be my fault. As the husband, as the man. As the husband, and as the, the covering man, of the as family. The covering because this is what the Sith kept telling me. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you're not good at this. Yeah. This is all a facade. Right. They're gonna see who you really are. This mm-hmm. is all gonna come crumbling right. down. And so because of mo- once again, because emotionally I was not where I needed to be. And you hadn't dealt with the emotions from the beginning of being that 12 and 10 year old because you already was stumped. I was at 11 years old. 11 years old. Didn't want to deal. My emotionals, my emotional yeah. growth was stunted. At wow. Sanchez. Wow. And so, and it got to the point and here's why I'm leading to the story family. This, my third and final time being committed into a, a mental hospital mm-hmm. was during our 20 year marriage. It was, it was maybe about seven or eight years ago, mm. maybe nine. Yeah, a little bit longer than that. But yeah, yeah, maybe about not yeah. at the most, no more than ten. No more than ten. At the most ten, and because most of the times when I got in my car to go to work, I was trying to figure out the best way to ram my car mm. into a tree. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I'm I'm not talking about like oh hyperbole, you know. I'm just no, literally. Yeah, I was Seriously. going to run my car into a tree, mm-hmm. and. I almost did it. And one morning I got up and 
I did my normal routine and I got ready for work and I kissed my wife and went off to work. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go to work. I went to the hospital. Yeah. And I was I told them I was honest with them and I said I'm tired of hurting myself. Yeah. And I'm tired of of wanting to die. Yeah. And so I got committed again. Try um, to commit suicide. Yeah, they had me on suicide watch. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And I got committed again for the third and final time. I spent about what three weeks? Almost a month. Almost a month. Almost a month there. Almost a month. Almost a month. Mm-hmm. And at that point is when it finally truly hit me of what I needed to do. The work emotionally. Yeah. And put in the work. Yeah. To get better, because that's the one thing, family. Emotional self care. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. It's the hardest of the self cares mm-hmm. because with physical, it's going to the gym. Right. It's 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 exercising. It's yeah. eating. It's eating right. Yeah. It's you know you can do that. Mm-hmm. It it may be uncomfortable, but you can do that. Right. Intellectual self care. It's reading. It's learning. It's expanding Stretch your, your mind. It's stretching your brain. Right. But with emotional self care. That's where the real work is. That's where the hardest and the real, real work, work is because it's nobody but you. Yeah. It's you and God. Yeah. And it's you looking in the mirror and it's you looking at yourself mm-hmm. and it's you having honest, deep conversations with yourself to yeah. figure out how did I get here emotionally? Right. And what do I have to do to come out to of come it? out of it? And the crazy part, I know you guys are like, wait a minute. He's married. He has children and family. Did she not see it? And I, I questioned myself. Did I not see it? You know, it was what I was used to. It looked the same. You know, to me on the outside, it looked the same. You know, he's watching TV. He don't want to be bothered. That's just him. He's an introvert, so forth and so on. I didn't go deeper. You know, I never blamed myself for it, but I just know that I should have went deeper. I should have seen the signs. You know what I'm saying? But we were busy living our best life. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where... When you're so busy being busy that you miss it. But this is what I realized with emotional self-care. Because you did that this last time, people don't know that when you did that is where your spoken word poems came from. Yeah. When you did that, coming out of there is how you wrote The Romeo Killer. Actually, it is. You wrote the book right after you came out. Because what happens with emotional self-care, another way of doing it and helping yourself, emotional self-care, is being creative. And I think what help you is the creativity to write your spoken word, write your truth, but also write the book that was inside of you. And, and you haven't stopped writing since you did that, right. you know? So that's another way. So we, we've talked about, um, quieting, please. If you don't take anything from Sanchez's truth and his transparency is to, to please quiet your inner, you know, your inner chatter, your inner critic battle that. The second thing is how you speak to yourself. The third thing is to to check your stress level, you know, and find out what triggers you. And then do the work. If you need a therapist, get a therapist. You know, family, I love family, but they're not. And I think I'm a great wife. I hope I am. You're an amazing wife. I'm hoping I'm an attentive wife, but I couldn't give him what he needed. He needed God and he needed someone that didn't have any skin in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That didn't go or somebody that wouldn't take it personal. Had we had this conversation before all of this happening, he would say that to me. I would have taken it personal. So to hear it, you know, as we're going through it and him doing the work on his own, because the good thing about this is those therapy sessions when he was away, they did not allow me to be a part of. They didn't allow any family to be a part of. So he was able to do the work by himself without anyone adding anything, any extra to the mixture or to the recipe of, of his success. You know, um, also what I learned too, um, in that too, for emotional self care is to journal, which they had you doing. They did. Cause I still got your book. You do. I still have the book. Mm -hmm. I still have the book of you journaling. I still have the, that in that same book as you journaling was one of your first spoken word pieces was in that book. And I remember going to get him and the women um, and the men there was like, what is he doing here? Like how he's, he, how did he get here? Like he don't. And then one lady said to me, he doesn't belong here. I'm so glad he's going home. 
he not only, which was weird, and you can testify this, once he started getting himself together and finding what his trigger was, they had him counseling, <laughs> which was weird. Yeah, it was like, it was, hold on, he's counseling right now. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, part of part what? Of, part of the program <laughs> that I was in, um, it's it wasn't necessarily having me been a counselor, <laughs> but it was peer led groups. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a support group or it was a counseling session, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that the staff was not a part of. It was just led by the members or right. people that was there. Right. And for what they had me leading it and they had me, <laughs> which it's crazy what happens. And we've talked, we've touched on this before, I believe, mm-hmm. but nothing happens. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me back up just a little back bit. up family. Understand that everything that happens to you is not for, for you. you. I believe that. And that is a crazy concept. I get it because yeah. you're the one going through it. Mm-hmm. You're the one going through the hurt. You're the one going through the pain, the disappointment, what right. have you. Right. But know that it's not for you. Right. Because what happens is that I promise you at some point in time, you're going to have a conversation with someone mm-hmm. who's either going through or mm-hmm. about to go, go through, through what you've already came out of. Yes, absolutely. Which is going to give you the opportunity yes. to have a conversation Patient. with that person, to, be blessed. to speak Blessing life them. into that person, mm-hmm. to have them show, to show them. Because it's one thing for, okay, I've never been a firefighter. Mm-hmm. I've never fought a I've lived through a fire. Almost mm-hmm. died in a house fire. Did you know that? No. Did I ever tell you that? Mm-mm. For another time. Okay. Because you, you look. You, 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 uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, but I, I did. Almost died. <laughs> We're gonna talk fire. about that. I had to break out and come out the window. Oh my goodness. But anyway, um, but I so I can't talk to somebody about fighting a fire. Right. I can say what I see. I can say what I think it will be like. Mm-hmm. But I can't. T- I can't speak to that personally. What it's like to actually fight a fire. Right. Now, if you have a conversation with an actual firefighter, they can tell you the essence yes, of what is the essence, how it feels, the heat, the fire, what to look they can for. Give you a picture of they it, can, a vivid picture a of it, vivid too. picture. They can mm-hmm. tell you how to maneuver through it. Yeah. And you're gonna be that person where. You're going to be able to sit down and have a conversation with someone and yeah. give them firsthand knowledge right. of how to maneuver mm-hmm. through their situation. Right. So the beautiful thing about. And it may not, you're not to cut you off, but it may not look just like yours, but you can feel the similarity. You can feel oh, yeah. that you, that there's something, there's a connection between you and that person where God can, you can be a blessing in that space. Too. Oh yeah. You yeah. can be. So that's why. It's so important. We're going to go back to what we said about therapy. Especially, okay. And when I do this, Mm -hmm. I am not trying to alienate any of our family. However, I have to have a conversation really quick with our our culture. Mm -hmm. And when I say our culture, for those who don't know, my wife and I are of Mm African-American descent. Mm -hmm. So I'm a black male. She's a black woman. That's our culture. Within our culture, we don't. Be, a lot of the times, and once again, we're talking in, in, in general terms. If, don't don't email us. Go for everybody, right? Um, because there are some very good African American therapists, but for the most part, our culture does not believe in therapy. Right? They don't believe in the concept of going to a stranger, telling them your business, mm-hmm. because most of us grew up with what stays they, in our what goes on in our house, house stays, stays in our, our house. house. You know. Everybody business ain't nobody's business. business. Mm-hmm. And we grew up with these philosophies, which I'm going to tell you is a lie. Mm-hmm. Because you need to have somebody who's unbiased. Yeah. Who, like my wife said, who doesn't have a dog in a fight, who who's willing to be totally honest with you. Right. Because. And you not take it personal. And you not take it personal because your outcome doesn't dictate their life. Right. Exactly. Because with with. Like if if you're married or if you're in a relationship, having an honest conversation with your spouse, that's going to alter your life sometimes, depending on what that conversation is. However, with a therapist, and one of the beautiful things is that one of my wife's best friend is one of the best therapists. Yes, she is. My goodness. In the state. Oh, she give us therapy sessions for free. Yeah. So there's so, she's so much. Good. There's especially in men and black men, I'm going to have a conversation with you because I nine times out of 10, I know how you were raised mm-hmm. when it comes to certain things and we keep everything to ourselves. We play everything so close to the vest. Please, 
if you are going through something, if you if you are depressed, if you are having thoughts of hurting yourself, if you are having thoughts of not being sure, please take the time, sit down, have a conversation with someone, find a therapist immediately. that you can trust. Immediately find a therapist that you can trust. Because the one thing is that you can get away with not doing a lot of these self-care things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to your emotional self-care. Yeah, it's important. If you're not taking care of yourself emotionally. Yeah. It's going to be problems. And it spills over to your the rest of your life. It does. And this is the thing that I found out most. Well, you guys know this, but it, what I'm about to tell you is not brand new. But what the therapist told me. So most jobs have EAP. Yes. And most jobs have, you get six sessions for free. Yes. It is very interesting that no one, and this is what the therapist told me, very rarely do anyone use that time. And that's crazy because a lot of these jobs are stressful. You get anxiety. You become very stressful you, and, and everything. And she said, no one uses these sessions. That tells you how much people think they don't need therapy and they think that they can fix it yeah. themselves, you know? And, and so yeah. if you have, if you're going through that and you have a job that has EAP and it has those six sessions, do it. Even if you're not in a place right now, you're like, I'm not emotional, whatever. I think you should just do it anyway. Yeah. I think you should. I it's, just think you should do it. It's a, it's beneficial. It is beneficial. It, it truly is. It's, it's beneficial. Um, it, it's just, I don't know. I know I speak for personal experience. I know it saved my life. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can honestly say that I'm not, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm not, you know, just speaking out of terms. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. Right. Therapy, therapist, counselors legitimately saved my life at a very young age mm. because of the things that I was going through, the, the emotions I was dealing with that I was that I was not equipped to deal with, but mm -hmm. I had no other choice. Mm -hmm. Grow up fast. Had to had to grow up fast. fast. Had to grow up fast. And they saved my life. So here we are. We want to give you some tips. Tip yeah. Time. So we're gonna give you some tips. Um, first thing is I believe in a gratitude journal. What's a gratitude journal? Gratitude journal is where you every night before you go to bed. Have a journal next to your bed or a book or whatever you want to call it and write down at least five things that you're grateful for. That triggers something in your spirit, but also triggers something in your mind. You know, it triggers something in your emotions, make you feel good. Right. Basically feel good to be grateful because sometimes a lot of our emotions is people just not feeling grateful, not believing that we have anything that's good. Like you said, a shoe is going to drop or whatever. So every night writing down what you're grateful for that happened that day. Okay. So that's one thing. So a gratitude journal. Um, right. A vision board. Oh, you love vision boards. I love had a vision board hanging up in my closet. I love a vision board. It takes, because I think vision boards are emotional because it takes your heart. Okay. And what um, you feel and what you want. Back up just for a second. Mm -hmm. So for the, for the family members who are not familiar with that phrase or that terminology, vision board. Mm -hmm. um, briefly, what is a vision board? A vision board is something where it's a board. You go to the, you can go to Dollar, Dollar Tree and get you a poster board and you go through magazines, notebook, papers, newspapers, whatever, and whatever's on your heart or whatever you can dream up in your mind that you believe you want to put it on there that you want for yourself for the next year. Um, so whether, let's say you like, I would love to travel to Paris. So you put a picture of that up and what that does is a visual. So it gives you, you a, a visual representation of what you're of your thinking and, and your thoughts to... and what you're trying to accomplish. Got you. Right. And, and it's good to see it as those things unfold. You know, I've done one every year forever. So yes. to see on my visual board, what I've accomplished is amazing. So that's another good thing. And also do yourself a favor. Again, I cannot stress this enough. Know your triggers. Do a stress check. Um, what I mean by that, know your stress levels. Know how much stress you can deal with before you go over the deep end to overeating or cutting or right. anger. Or depression. Or depression. Know that. Or, so, or drinking. Or drinking. Or smoking. Exactly. Or whatever. Whatever's going to trigger your right. emotions. Um, be expressive. You know, what I mean by that is say yes when you mean yes and say no when you need more. No. 
that is one of the biggest emotional we're so hostage and emotional hostage to things like i really want to say no but i'm just gonna say yes and then you're agitated and you're aggravated because you're doing something that you didn't want to do so be expressive enough to say what you mean if you don't want to do it don't do it and if you want to do it do it like this is my year of yes so that's where I am. And I've had the best time saying yes. Let right. me tell you, it's been incredible. But just knowing that you can say yes and it's okay. Don't hold yourself hostage if you decide to say no. No is a full sentence. Yeah. It is. You don't need nothing else no after a, no. No is a complete sentence. It's a complete sentence. You don't have to say anything after that. Um, um, you, yes. Just really quick on that family. Understand that you are not obligated to anyone. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean by that. Because a lot of the times in our blood relations or our family, they will make us feel guilty mm-hmm. about saying no to mm-hmm. something they want. Let that go. Let that concept go. Yeah. If your first, if first of all, if your first instinct and gut reaction is to say no, that's what you need to follow. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to justify. You don't have to explain. My wife said it beautifully. No is a complete sentence all by itself. It is. You don't have to do a justification on the end. If 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 your motives are pure in your no, I will do that caveat though. If you're not if you're not saying no just to be petty, or you're not saying no just to be vindictive, if it's genuinely a true no because it's not in your best interest at that time. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. Just say no. Just say no. I'm sorry. And be okay. Don't let it stress you. Also, one good emotional um, self-care tip is letting go of stuff. Don't hold on to baggage. Don't be carrying around 55 bags. See, look at you sink it. Let it go. Sink it. Sink it. Um, Letting go of stuff. That's going to be one of the greatest things that you can do for your emotions. Seriously, letting go. Don't hold on to stuff. And I think a lot of what was going on with you was things that you held on from your childhood and brought it up to your adulthood. Yeah, yeah, you I know, did. so you have to do that. Um, another thing is doing a heart check and staying in tune with yourself. What I do think, you mean by heart check? Um, I call all my girlfriends all the time, right? And I said, ladies, we're doing a heart check. And then that means how do you feel right now with one word? Oh, okay. One word. Like, how do you feel with one word? Right. And then after that, we all say that one word and then we go now. Now that you said that one word out loud, because we're doing a heart check. Why, why that one word? Right. Okay. And so we have to do a heart check where we are in the space that we're in and be truthful and honest, whether we tell it to other people or do a heart check for yourself. Right. You know, today I'm just tired today. I'm just agitated, whatever that case. And then how did you get there? You know, so it's a heart check. Um, a lot of times when I did a lot of workshops, I would give ladies, you know, the hello, my name is. Yeah. But they could never put hello what their name was. They had to put hello and whatever it is, how they felt when they came through the door. Oh, wow. And that, okay. so it was like, hello, I'm tired. Hello, I'm agile. Hello, I'm happy. And then we would work on that. And I like to always go, okay, let me look around the room because then I knew who I was talking to. Right. So it was no facade. If you were agitated and you answered me, agitated, I already knew because you said, hello, I'm agitated. You told me up front. You, you told agitated. me up front, you know, so I would always do that. So that's how you get in tune and stuff like that. And again, be creative. You know, I think there's a lot of creativity. Um, you can draw your emotions. You can write your emotions like you do spoken word. Right. You can create a whole book off of your emotions, I think. And I think that's helpful as well. That's therapy. I think writing and coloring and stuff like that is therapeutic. Um, color. Um, you know, they got all these adult Coloring, coloring books. books. I don't like those, to be honest. I don't. I like the little kitty coloring book. I really do. I'm a fan of the old Looney Tunes. Yeah, I'm, I Looney am Tune Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, and I think That's that... That's not Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes I know, but I'm just talking about what I like, oh, I'm player. Sorry, okay. Continue. Whatever. I apologize. Right? So, so that's... Laugh as much as you can. Laugh, have a good time, and live. I think there is... Um, does he still teach it? Yes. Um, here in Charlotte, where he teach me- laughter meditation. Okay. Where... You just laugh. You just laugh. Find the joy in every situation. Yeah. No matter how bad a situation is, you can find the comedy in it. You can find the comedy. First of all, a lot of times when I'm angry, I laugh before I even get, because I'll be like, seriously? Yeah, you do. Did that just happen? What the world? You know, so so those are just some things, and stay on track with it, all right? My, my, my request to you guys is to stay on track with the gratitude journal stay on track with your stress checks stay on track with your heart checks stay on track with your inner critic speakings watch how you speak to yourself stay on track and i think that you know and keep working with your emotions yeah that's what i think i think you gave them a lot of great information 
Um, I really do. That was a lot at one time. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. So a we are going to bring this episode to a close. Because we can keep going. We this can keep emotional going. self-care is real. Um, but before we do, of yes. course, one of the things we introduced recently is Final Thoughts. No, you did. I didn't. Well, uh, it, it got introduced. It got introduced. <laughs> so what's your final thought, babe? My final thought is to check and enter your quiet credit. Your inner critic. Check and enter your quiet I didn't mean to say that. I mean check. <laughs> <laughs> check and quiet your inner critic. Got you. I believe what you say to you is not what other people say to you. It's what you say to yourself. Right. I believe that. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my final thought. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to do the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, when it comes to all of the self cares that we have previously discussed mm-hmm. and the remaining few that we have to discuss, mm-hmm. emotional self care is going to be the hardest one. Yeah, do the work, but do the work. Do the work because it's so gratifying. Once because there is there is a better version of you that's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Just do the work. So, family. Yes. As always, Ooh, we that are. Was, this is a heavy. This is yeah, kind of like a heavy one, wasn't it? It's okay, it? though. But as always, we Our are. Our family can handle it. They can. They We're can an interactive podcast family. Feel free to email us at thecrenshawcorn at gmail.com. Please do. Once again, thecrenshawcorn at gmail.com. Family, we love you. We love you. Welcome to our journey. We love you guys. Bye. Bye.